exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Welcome into the Spartan Sports Wrap. Yeah, this is Exposure, but more importantly, this is the Spartan Sports Wrap. Sorry to throw you off, folks, if that is not what you're used to hearing when you come in, but hey, it's all good, it's all right. More importantly, alongside my man... John Vargas, I am Dan Duggar. So what is going on? How's it going, Dan? I heard uh, you got a little injured uh, yesterday. Hey, why Why we got to bring it up at the top of the hour? Okay, oh, here, here's... I'm looking right at it, man. I'm looking straight at it. You all right, all right here's the deal. I go I go up for a rebound yesterday and, and get tangled legs with with another person. And we I go down and hit my shoulder and my head, knocks me unconscious for I don't know how long. And so then I wake up and there's there's... EMT people there. I'm looking at like what happened. I'm asking them because I was out, and then all of a sudden, I, you know, I'm getting my head wrapped. I'm getting taken to the hospital, and so as a result, I have eight stitches in the side of my head to go along with the severely bruised shoulder. I'm hoping that the shoulder is not a torn rotator cuff, so I'm hoping that I'll be all right. Nonetheless, this is a Spartan Sports Wrap. I'm your host Dan Duggar. The number five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. Some hot topics. Tonight in the world of sports, I'll foreshadow some of those for you here. Women's golf and men's golf are very successful here at Michigan State. The men's golf will be headed to the NCAA championships, as will the women. Also, there'll be a new addition to the Duffy Doherty Football Complex. I'll tell you about that. Who donated half a million dollars and what the, co- what the plaza in front of the newly constructed Duffy Doherty addition when it all concludes, you know, just starting, and what it'll be named. Also... Men's tennis player Nick Rinks has earned a bid to the NCAA championship. So, multiple, I'll quote, quote, Olympic sports. No, not so much revenue sports here at Michigan State. Amateur sports. Yeah, they're ma- they're making their way, too. We'll talk about that later. Also, women's basketball. Alyssa Hahn is one of 16 finalists for the U.S. under-19 team. Um, we'll talk about her tryout. And there's 12 roster spots remaining. So, four people yet to be cut. But we'll talk about that and how Alyssa Hahn's been playing for the under-19 trial team. And also, Pistons-Cavs game one is tonight. We're going to spend a lot of tonight upon that. I know the Red Wings are down 3-2, okay? I'm not the biggest hockey fan, and I'm not the smartest when it comes to speaking about hockey. But I have a hockey-like injury on my face in the in the form of eight <laughs> stitches because I fell playing basketball. And then I have a shoulder injury, so I could, you know... Pitcher, hockey player, what's next? You know. Yeah, we come here strong on the Spartan Sports Rat, man. What's What's the next injury in line? I, uh, who knows? Big who Ten knows? Network is going to launch in August. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what it's going to carry, what games, what Michigan State games in particular it will carry, and then Ernie Harwell. That ball's long gone. Ernie Harwell will be on FSN Thursday and Friday. We'll tell you why and uh, where to listen or where to watch if you'd like to check that out. But at the top of the hour, this is not official, but this is something that appears to be in the works that Sam Vincent, if you're not familiar with Sam Vincent, he is a former Michigan State Spartan, the brother of Jay Vincent, uh, played a few years removed from Magic in them. He was played alongside Scott Skiles in the backcourt here at Michigan State, graduated in, I believe, 85, and he was an, a Sporting News All-American when he did graduate. It appears 
this is what I hear from certain publications and certain sources, that uh, the next head coach of the Charlotte Bobcats of the NBA will be none other than Sam Vincent, and he'll join Scott Skiles, his backcourt teammate, as head NBA coaches. We know Skiles and the Chicago Bulls recently lost to the Pistons in the Eastern Conference semifinals. We're going to preview the matchup with LeBron and Tayshawn and the Pistons and the Cavs in a few minutes, but I'd say this is our top story of the day. Sam Vincent, former Spartan, um, should be named the Charlotte Bobcats head coach in just a matter of days. Um, he's a great coach. His brother Jay, whose number is also retired here in the Breslin Rafters, uh, should, be, should be joining him. So a couple of Vincent brothers to head up the Charlotte Bobcats. You look at Jay Vincent's resume. He was a coach right out of the gates. During the late 90s, he coached basketball in South Africa. He has coached wow. in Greece, the Netherlands, Nigeria, and the NBA Developmental League. At the 2004 Summer, Summer Olympics, okay, he showed his versatility. He coached the women's, the Nigerian women's basketball team to a 68-64 victory over South Korea. I think that resume speaks for itself. Which though. was Africa's first ever victory in an Olympic women's basketball contest. So although he'll be coaching in the NBA, his resume is deep. He's, a, he's got an s- excellent knowledge of the game. Um, he was the coach of the Fort Worth Flyers in the 05-06 season. That's the M- the NBA Developmental League team for uh, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, and one other team I'm not sure of. I don't want to speculate, but three teams he coached. That he coached the Fort Worth Flyers for a year. Uh, after coaching, and then he coached the Nigeria men's team to the second round of the 2006 FIBA World Championship. He was hired as an assistant by the Dallas Mavericks, and we know that. Maurice Ager right now is a Dallas Maverick. Kevin Willis was signed to the remainder of the season with the Dallas Mavericks. And he, so he was in the D-League for a year. He was on the NBA bench as an assistant for just a year. And now he's going to be hired as an NBA head coach. Do you think that's too soon? Or do you think his resume of coaching just speaks for itself here? Um, I think his resume speaks for itself. He just went on a list about a, a minute long of all the places, not only in the U.S., but international. And as we know, the NBA is uh, reaching across borders as um, it has as of late. So it is nice to get a, play, to get a coach who has coached um, people outside the U.S., especially with the game going global. And not only that, I think the Bobcats are a nice up-and-coming young team. And he should uh, he should do uh, pretty well, I'd say, in no, Charlotte. Yeah, this is nothing official. Nothing has been signed. But in your best interest, in my best interest, you know, I'll share the information. Uh, one of the key uh, contingent points of why Sam Vincent was hired by the Charlotte Bobcats. Who who owns the Charlotte Bobcats? Charlotte. Bo- oh, MJ. Michael Jordan. And doesn't Nelly own like a, par- a portion of? Him? Who played one and a half years with the Bulls in Chicago with Michael Jordan? None other than Sam Vincent, the recently, the soon-to-be-hired head coach, I should say. So he played it, Sam played a year and a half with the Bulls. Before that, he won an NBA championship with the Celtics. He knows what it takes to win an NBA championship. He plays a year and a half with the Bulls and goes to the Magic as part of that expansion. Was that 89, the expansion draft? About that. You know, so unfo- you know, maybe, unfortunately, he had to leave the Bulls because then uh, we know what happened in the, in the mid-'90s. But uh, Sam's days, uh, playing days, I believe, were done in the early 90s. But he'll be a great addition. He was a great assistant down in Dallas. He was talked about for numerous job openings, including um, the Seattle Supersonics head coaching position. And there were numerous candidates for the Charlotte Bobcats position. This is nothing official, but um, I'm sure you'll see in a few days that the Charlotte Bobcats will hire Sam Vincent as their new coach. And his brother Jay, as many Spartans may know, 
uh, should be joining him on that staff down in Charlotte. So that's big news because now that gives us Scott Skiles and the Vincents. The Vincents in the NBA. So just another testament to the quality of players that Michigan State turns out. Let's not forget about Vincent's playing days. You gotta you gotta show him some love. Nineteen eighty two All American and he won the eighty two the the NBA, an NBA championship with the Celtics. Although he wasn't a star player on the Celtics team, we know about those late eighty Celtics teams and why they won. But he was an instrumental piece in that and he played solidly in Chicago as well. And then he went to play and finish his career with the Orlando Magic. Was he on the team that uh, was with Penny and Shaq when they went to the finals against Houston, or was he done by then? When was Shaq drafted? 90... Uh, 92, 91? See, I think he ended in 92, his oh, career. Okay. He retired from basketball, but he's, uh, he retired from playing basketball, but obviously he is coaching ever since, um, starting in the late 1990s. So, so he's coached South Africa, Greece, Netherlands, Nigeria, wow. the D-League, 2004 women's Nigerian team. And he's coached the Fort Worth Flyers in the D-League. And he spent a year with Avery Johnson and Del Harris on the Mavericks bench. Clearly, Avery, the head coach there. Del Harris, a tremendous assistant. Uh, here's here's what's coming up in the weeks that comes, folks. Don't forget, Michigan State standout former Spartan Tim Bogracus is going to join us next week on the show. We tried to get him on tonight. We had some scheduling conflicts as Tim is in his offseason uh, practicing and playing the the Michigan State men have open gym tonight, so Tim's up there playing. Couldn't get him on the phone, but he said he'll be sure to join us next week. Also, Maurice Sager of the Dallas Mavericks is in town. We're going to try to get him on the phones next week as well, so we should have a stack show in terms of former Spartan basketball players next week. Timbo Gracchus, he's been playing overseas. He's going to talk about his experience overseas, what it's like versus playing in the United States, uh, how he has to adapt his game. All We all know, well, many of us know, that the international rules differ from college rules and NBA rules, so we'll talk about that. But next week, Timbo Gragas and Maurice Hager of the Dallas Mavericks will join us. Also, you can join us at 517-432-3893 is the number. I've got eight stitches in my head, but I'm plugging strong here on the Spartan Sports Wrap tonight alongside Mr. John Vargas. First of all, Mr. Vargas, how was your weekend? Oh, man, it was good. It was good. You know, uh, besides hearing about your mishap, uh, it, it was good. Take it easy, okay? I'm hoping I don't have shattered anything in my shoulder right now as I sit here in pain. But enough about me and a little bit more about these Michigan State Spartans. This is a Spartan Sports Wrap. We're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. If you miss us and you want to catch us again, our email or our web address, pardon me, is impact89, the number is 89fm.com. Check out the podcast section and you can listen to about 20 to 25 previous shows of the Spartan Sports Wrap. So hopefully you'll do that. Also, you want to get in touch with us through the email. You're not too fond of calling on the phone and hearing your voice on the radio it's wdbm sports at gmail.com that's our call letters here at the impact wdbm sports at gmail.com so get in touch there or call us on the phones it's 517-432-3893 as i open up the email account i'm ready to take all your emails your questions your comments unfortunately though michigan state baseball lost Okay, we uh, had Brandon Doherty, star shortstop on last week. Had a great series, a great game yesterday. Michigan State needed to win three out of four against Illinois. They're up early in game one on Friday, and they ended up losing. They sweep the doubleheader with Illinois on Saturday, and unfortunately they led 7-0 to on Sunday and were defeated 8-7 to by the Fighting Illini. And that, as a result... That hurts. As a result, Michigan State... 
does not receive an invite to the Big Ten tournament because you have to place in the top six. I believe Michigan State ended up seventh. What a close race it was at the bottom of the or the the middle of the Big Ten, I should say. Um, they lost eight to seven. Illinois rallied from a seven zero deficit. Um, that was a regular season for Michigan State. That was played down at Illinois Field in Champaign. And as a result of Ohio State winning, they beat Penn State 3-2. The Spartans, unfortunately, will be left out of the 2007 Big Ten Tournament, which will be held in Ann Arbor next weekend because the host of the Big Ten Tournament is the best team in the league, and we know that Michigan is very good. Michigan State finishes their baseball season 25-26 and overall, and in the Big Ten they were 15-16, and just shy of 5th place Illinois at 16-14 and and 6th place Ohio State. At 15 and 15, so clearly that one loss really cost the Spartans. But not not to not to put a damper on a solid season for Michigan State. Uh, you look at some of the some of the bright spots of the season. We look at Steve Gersenberger, who struggled in the middle of the season. Hit went went cold. At one point, John, he even changed his number from 10 to 11 to you know you don't do that in baseball you know try to often. try to switch it up just to break out of the slump he closed the game on a closed the season on a 12 game hitting streak nice and on on sunday in the season finale what would be the season finale steve gersenberger went 3 for 5 with an rbi so not a bad way to end it although we know they wanted to go to the big 10 tournament it's you know it's unfortunate um gersenberger also gersenberger who we've had on the show 2 weeks ago so if you want to hear from him a couple weeks back uh, that's at impact89fm.com. He he finished the season with a team high 368 batting average with 77 hits. That's tremendous. Tied ties him for eighth in MSU single season history. Brandon Doherty, our boy BD, get nasty. Click click boom from last week. Yes, click click he, boom. Brandon Doherty, the shortstop who was with us last week, he finished off this finished off yesterday three for five with a solo home run. And then Sean Walker, who had an amazing weekend. We'll talk about Sean Walker in a minute hit his team-leading 7th homer in 26 of his career on Sunday. Walker closed out his Spartan career, tied for 7th in school record, books in homers, and 3rd in doubles with 43. So Sean Walker had a monster weekend. He had multiple home runs on the weekend. It was just unreal. Sean Walker played tremendous. But Michigan State, unfortunately, you know, you look at a Sunday game, if you're familiar with baseball, and if you're familiar with the way the Big Ten is played, you have four-game series. So you have Friday doubleheader, Saturday usually is two seven-inning games, and then Sunday you have a nine-inning game. By the time you get to Sunday, your pitching is spent. Right. So, you know, you're throwing a hodgepodge of, of pitchers. You, you know, you you got guys going in for an inning or two here, an inning there. You can't. I don't know if you can't really get chemistry going, but winning that Sunday game is such a battle. That's why it seems, to me, even calling the games as the of the voice of Michigan State baseball, this play-by-play, that those Sunday games just go for so long is because you have so many pitching changes on both on both teams, you know, and that's why that the Big Ten may go in favor of having a three game series, three nine inning games, uh, in the seasons ahead. So I, you know, I could I could agree with that. It w- it would only seem right to have an odd number set of games because four, you know, teams can win two and two, and then yeah, with Michigan State, what happened this week? It was unfortunate that they lost, but in retrospect, they still went two and two against Illinois. So you can't really tell, at least by that weekend, who was the better team. You know what I mean, Dan? Absolutely. Sean Walker had a great day and a great weekend for Michigan State. So you know, although they did not make the Big Ten tournament, uh, Sean Walker played well. 
former guest Brandon Doherty, Steve Gersenberger played well. And with the solid coach like David Gruy, that's, uh, this team's going places. They, they didn't make it to where they wanted to go, but the young guys on this team, they got a, a, a left fielder by the name of Chris Roberts. Uh, this this kid has been drafted, this young man, I should say, has been drafted by the Cleveland Indians right out of high school. He decided to come play ball at Michigan State, although he was a 27th-round draft pick. Okay, baseball, if you're, no matter what you're, you're solid if you're drafted, okay? Uh, we've seen in the NFL where Tom Brady was drafted, okay? That's cl- clearly. But, you know, it's just because you're drafted in the first or second round of baseball doesn't mean Don't that you can't, can't develop into a great player. And we've got him, not to mention sophomore Kyle Day will be a junior next year, so Roberts, he will be a sophomore. And we've got some talent around the field. We've got some young, great young arms. We've got a couple of Juco guys who will be seniors next year. Kibler, he was solid this year. And I think I think we'll be fine. The, you know, the future of Michigan State baseball is bright. David Gruy is doing his best to recruit. He's already got solid players coming in. Uh, he's got a, a kid on the team now by the name of Eric Roof. He's a third baseman. His little brother is one of the top prospects in the nation coming in next season. So so you see where Coach Gruy is going with this team. They're, they finished the year 25-26, and 15-16 in the Big Ten. Unfortunately lose by one run to Illinois. So that dampers their postseason hopes. But nonetheless, there's a lot of positives to be taken from the season. And while we take a quick break, I just want to remind you of our number. It's 517-432-3893. We'll be back with more of the Spartan Sports Wrap after this. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Impact Exposure. More importantly, folks, you're tuned into the Spartan Sports Wrap. My name's Dan Duggar. I'm in the hot seat today with a hot head because I've got eight stitches in it, as John has reminded you guys quite often already tonight. Had a little accident playing basketball yesterday, but it's not going to bar me from ca- catching the airwaves tonight and delivering the Spartan Sports Wrap to your homes, radios, cars, wherever you may be. If you're anywhere in the world, the live audio stream is available to you through impact89fm.com. Uh, we're one of the most forefront runners in the college radio game, you could say. We won 2007 Michigan Association of Broadcasters Station of the Year for what seems like we win it every year, but it's just a testament to the quality and the commitment that administrators here and general managers at the Impact have for the sports rep. So we really appreciate that, and we really appreciate their support of this show and all shows. Just a testament to why. You know, the impact is doing the things they do. You know, the first, I believe the first college radio station to stream live online. You know, there's certain radio stations in the area, Sports Talk, that are just doing that. So it's just another testament. Meanwhile, you were as we were speaking over break, you brought something up that's a great point. Michigan State baseball. 
Uh, New Life Rolled College Field is what it's called. And that's the plan uh, funded by Kirk Gibson, Mark Mulder, and many others, I'm sure, generous donations that is going to be underway very soon. Um, and what is what's this going to this is going to do? Is the components of the plan include uh, you're going to have concession, new rest, new concession, new restroom facility, ticket booth, a new baseball grandstand that's going to be two thousand five hundred seats, press box and stadium facade, soccer bleachers. That's that's part of Old College Field, the whole complex behind Jenison. Uh, you're going to have a new covered hitting instruction area. So let's put it in layman terms: indoor batting cage. Then when you look at recruits and they can see these facilities and these things going into work, the future of MSU baseball is tremendous, and they're going to have new power and lighting for all three venues uh, with foot candle levels meeting NCAA requirements and landscaping, signage, flagpoles, and other, quote, finishing touches. Uh, the minimum need to do this, $4 million. So, Dan, at night, Michigan State basketball, baseball can't play where they're at, behind Jenison, am I right? They got to play at Oldsmobile Park. Absolutely, that's yeah, that's where we have played numerous games this year. And uh, in the for, evening, yeah. Time. For you that don't know, I do the play-by-play for Michigan State baseball. So many games. The actually, the majority of the games I did for Michigan State baseball were over in Oldsmobile Park. You know, not to knock on it, we're we're still, I believe, in a contract with Oldsmobile Park in downtown Lansing to play games through 2011. And so it's a great facility. I mean, it seats 8,000. You're not going to get 8,000 to a, a, a regular college game. But it's just another attraction, another reason for recruits, another reason for fans to come out is that we're going to have that. But at the same time, when you can have a tremendous facility on your own campus, that's another attraction in, of, in and of itself. So I can't disagree with that. The number, 517-432-3893. You hear some new voices. It's because I brought in... A new, te- what do you want to call yourself, temporary? Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm a temp, but uh, I guess I'm a temp for the summer. His I name, guess it's a tryout session. His name is John Vargas. No need for a tryout. The man knows sports. We call him the Latin assassin. Hey, no. You, got some, you got some Latino roots. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. So are you a baseball fan then? Uh, How stereotypical is that? <laughs> are you a baseball wow, fan? Dude? That, that, that really hit me hard, Dan. Not as hard as you got hit yesterday. But, ah, eh, uh, it came back. Ouch, it came back. My fault. But no, I, I do like baseball. I have to admit, I don't really follow the college game as much, but I do know a little bit about Michigan State baseball, um, especially like I just mentioned that I know they don't play evening games here on campus, and I know they go to the Oldsmobile Park. But as far as the Tigers and MLB, yeah, I do follow that. Um, because it's easier to follow and it's more accessible on television. Here, think think about this. Here, Kirk Gibson, Mark Mulder, national co-chairs of this project for the for Michigan State baseball. Uh, Gibson, obviously, we know NL MVP in what 1988. Um, here's what Kirk Gibson had to say. He said, "Court MSU gave me an opportunity opportunity to to pursue my dreams, and now I want to help preserve those opportunities." For others who attend this great institution, unquote, Kirk Gibson. We all know who Kirk Gibson is. We all know what he did in the major leagues. I believe Kirk Gibson is now a bench coach with the Arizona Diamond Diamondbacks. Bats. I've heard that too. Mark Mulder. Here's what Mark Mulder. We know where Mark Mulder played last year. St. Louis, clearly. St. Louis. The Tigers coming off a sweep of the St. Louis Cardinals. Revenge. We'll talk about the Tigers later this hour. But Mark Mulder says, quote, I'm grateful for the opportunities I had at Michigan State to grow as a person and as a student athlete. I'm excited now to give something back to the university community, unquote. That's Mark Mulder. So you have two stand-up guys in Mulder, World Series champion, Gibson as well. So we see the talent. 
And the giving back is, has been a common thread. It speaks to the character of the former athletes we've had here. We can just take a look on campus to the Clarabelle Smith Center and see what, Steve, see what Steve Smith has done in one of the largest donations. I believe it was a lo- at that time the largest, don- yeah, the largest donation by a single, an individual athlete to a university. So props to Steve Smith and props to Mulder and Gibson and all the others. I'm, I'm sure there's others who are giving fun, you know, huge financial gifts to this endeavor to help further Michigan State baseball. But don't forget, we had Brandon Doherty, the shortstop, on last week. The week before then was second baseman Steve Gerstenberger. So if you want to check those those interviews out, they'll be up soon online at Impact 89 FM. And moving forward, here's one for you. Men's golf plays eighth at the NCAA Regional. So as a result, Mr. Vargas, they will be invited to the NCAA Championships. And he, here's one for you, something I found out the other day, Mr. Vargas. Um, you know, NCAA championship versus championships. You have to look at what type of sport. Like when you see the men basketball, it's like a team championship. Yep. But in other sports, you can have championships, like swimming and diving, things right. like that. Just something I was enlightened upon in this past week. You want to join us? It's 517-432-3893. Also, our email address is sports at gmail.com. Please send us an email or give us a call if you'd like. If you're a little shy, go ahead and drop that email. But we're talking about a little bit of everything tonight. The Pistons, yes, we'll get to the Pistons who are facing the Cavaliers, Who I'm, and this is LeBron's first conference finals as a Cavalier and as an NBA player. And we'll talk about how he will fare and what the Pistons have to do to stop him. Just now joining us, Sam Vincent, in my opinion, will be the next Charlotte Bobcats head coach. Um, no, it's not official yet, but you can check out in a few days. I'm sure it'll be announced. This is what uh, you know. I found out. But he's a great coach. His brother Jay should join him. Baseball loses. They won't be in the Big Ten tournament. They lost to Illinois in a very upsetting 8-7 to victory for the Fighting Illini. Michigan State was up 7 to nothing in that game and gave up the lead and eventually a berth into the Big Ten tournament. Men's golf, as we are on now, they finished 8th at the regionals, and they're headed to the NCAA championships. If you're a, you know, a faithful listener of the Spartan Sports Web, um, like you are, John, yeah. When you before you run the show, uh, <laughs> the we've had senior Matt Harmon on this show before from the men's golf team, and he has played tremendous. Twenty uh, sixth ranked Michigan State men's golf team played from behind uh, for most of those fifty four holes down in Sugar Grove, Illinois, Illinois. Can be good and bad for Spartans this past weekend. Obviously, golf team played well. Baseball team, not so much. Uh, but the Spartans were not leading necessarily be necess- necessarily, necessarily uh, by Matt Harmon. They, Ryan Brem uh, posted a 9-over par, uh, 225. Um, he led the way. And this would be head coach Mark Hankins' first NCAA championships appearance. The first bid that they have received under Coach Hankins. So obviously, good things happening over there in men's golf. And to stick on the topic of golf, we know that the women and the men won the NC- the Big Ten golf championships. And the women, I mean, the men split it, but the women won it outright and very impressively. The women are also headed down to, excuse me, uh, down to Daytona Beach, Florida for there. So tremendous golf being played here at Michigan State. And we know we have Forest Acres East and West and some great courses, but, you know, there are certain times where you need to give people some props for for doing things the right doing things the right way and playing well, and so the women's golf team 
the Big Ten champion women's golf team will face off against 23 other teams for the NCAA title. So, Congratulations. Big ups to men's and women's golf. Also, sticking in the realm of Spartan sports, I know if you're getting antsy and you want to hear about the Pistons, we'll get there. They play in 33 minutes. Don't don't worry. We're going to get there. And if we're going to try to get done right at 8 o'clock, too, so you can flip us off and flip the tube on if so you choose. Well, it'll be like a five-minute, you know, at 8.05, it'll probably start, right? Ah, um, yeah, you know, a yeah. little intro. Yeah, little... a little, you know, get hype in, in, in Cleveland, you know, by the lake. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get done. We'll get it done. Absolutely. But more importantly, getting it done over in the football, if, you, if you've been on campus, you've seen the construction everywhere. Everywhere. Not, <laughs> not just at the, at the Duffy Doherty football complex, but... Any building you go to any, almost. Any road you try to drive to on campus is somewhat shut down. Even the entrance to Spartan Village. They shut down daily. One road closes, another one opens, another one opens, another one closes. Hey, at least you know something's getting paved, and my car won't collapse because of all the potholes yeah. on the way to the apartment. They're not as bad as Michigan Avenue potholes, but they're pretty bad. But nonetheless, Michigan State receives a gift of $500,000 from George J. Perlis and Sally A. Perlis for a plaza that will be in front of the Duffy Doherty building. This is going to be this is officially called the Duffy Doherty Football Building Expansion and Renovation Project. It's scheduled to begin June 1st, but we can see the fences and the orange tape and everything is set up and it seems that they may even get a head start on this. But 500,000 from George Perlis and his wife, the Michigan State Board approved this and approve the naming, pardon me, the the name of this area will be the George and Sally Perlis Plaza. So, you know, with, with money comes you know, title shit. You know, clearly, when you give half a million, your name is... You got to get something back, you know. Not just a, you know, not just a 10-cent deposit, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. But, you know, this is to go along with the Duffy Doherty football complex. We know who Duffy Doherty was. Legendary Michigan State football coach. Some people say the greatest football coach of all time. Duffy Doherty was a great coach. Um, the Plaza Project is part overall of a $12 million project in, in the first phase of renovating the Duffy Doherty building. If, you've been fam- if you're familiar with other programs such as Oklahoma and powerhouse football programs, to see the facilities that they have, you will look at Michigan State and at times shake your head. All you got to do is just go down US 23 and there's, you can see the difference down there or down in Columbus. <clears throat> Absolutely. When we look at that, Michigan State is taking the right strides we see in baseball, and now we see it in football. And it's because of the help of former alumni. Or f- See, that's a, that's a double negative. A former alumni. How about alumni, Dan? There we it's go. It's all right, Dan. There we You'll go. Be all right. I'm a journalism major. What is wrong with me? I think it's the stitches in my head tonight. I'm, you're, I'm you're struggling. You're injured. You're injured, but you're still going strong. You're still going strong. Keep well, it up. If you want to chime in, the number is 517-432-3893. The email, Sports at gmail.com if you'd like to drop us a line there. But th- this, again, if you if you can get on the Internet, the website, I can't tell you to do anything, but I can tell you where the information is. MSUSpartans.com. It's on the front page. The pictures, the, the computer-generated pictures of this look amazing. Glass enclosure, new football hall of fame, tremendous plaza right out front. It'll be a real, a real, a real big facelift. That's great vocabulary, real big facelift to the football facilities there at Duffy and a nice addition, an accent, I could say, to the to the Clarabelle Smith Center. 
And when is this uh, supposed to be done? Is it by August, by the end of August? No, or, not not oh. this August. Oh. The next. So August. this will be a year-long project. Yeah, it, it appears to be a year-long project. Yes, sir, because if they could build a whole new addition in a plaza in three months, I'd give them props. Although they did get that stadium addition to Spartan Stadium done real, real quick. So we're not going to be here to see it as students. Well, John, if you're on that... Uh, seven-year bachelor's degree plan, you just might be here. I might. But if no, I think I'll be gone. I think but I'll if be you're gone. like me and we're trying to get out here as fast as possible because we see the student loans climbing up already, right? we'll be out of here before this is done. But it's unfortunate. But nonetheless, Michigan State received a gift of five, of half a million from the Perlises, so that's why the plaza will be named after them. Uh, quick recap. Sam Vincent seems to be the number one choice of the Charlotte Bobcats for their head coaching position. Sam is a former Michigan State Spartan. He played in the backcourt with Scott Skiles, won an NBA championship with the Celtics, and played with Michael Jordan in Chicago. And Michael Jordan is the owner of the Bobcats and clearly has a lot of say in who's hired and fired down in Charlotte. So clearly, I believe that was a factor in the hiring of Sam. But nonetheless, great coach, great person, and he'll be a tremendous asset to the Bobcats in their quest to rebuild and become a powerhouse in the NBA. Also, baseball. Michigan State baseball loses to Illinois on Sunday, 8-7. to After going up 7-0, to they blow the lead, and it costs them a Big Ten tournament invitation. Also, men's and women's golf will be playing in the big, at the NCAA championships. Um, I'm not sure where the men play, but the women get to go down to Daytona Beach, Florida. So they, I believe they kick off to tomorrow or today or tomorrow. They are underway. So next week we'll be sure to get to the recap of that also. New addition to the football complex, George J. Perlis and Sally A. Perlis Plaza. That'll be done in about a year and a half. The couple donated half a million. The plaza is part of the $12 million reconstruction phase. Phase 2 of the Spartan Sports Wrap will be coming up next after we take this quick break. We'll talk some Pistons, we'll talk some Big Ten Network, and we'll talk some Greg Oden. How about that? You're listening to John Vargas and Dan Duggar on the Spartan Sports Wrap. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, The Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. More importantly, this is the Spartan Sports Wrap. If you're familiar with us, we're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. on 88.9 FM Lansing. The signal goes about 30 miles in each direction. I've tested it. Mile, mar- <laughs> mile marker 140 out there on 96 East, 96 East, still going strong. So obviously our signal goes strong quite a ways. Also, if you're around the world 
and have internet connection, you can check us out at impact89fm.com. I'm your host, Dan Duggar, also the play-by-play voice of Michigan State Baseball. Here every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m., alongside of me is John Vargas. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, he says, the Latin assassin. So, Alyssa DeHaan, we are familiar with her, uh, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, six foot nine young lady. Uh, she was invited to try out for the US, USA Women's Under-19 Championship team. Um, at the onset of that tryout, I believe there were 36 student-athletes, will be politically correct, student-athletes, they're students first, student-athletes trying out. Uh, the tryout number has now been squiddled, you know, whittled away, there's the word I'm looking for, to 16. Uh, they're going to have to take away four more student-athletes, cut them, uh, so DeHaan is one of 16 looking to make 12 spots. And when you look at who she's up against, you know, this has to be, what, freshmen and sophomores in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at f- names like, I'm trying to put out names that people will know from Melissa Licklider, Notre Dame. No, Lick Lidner, Notre Dame, pardon me. Um, Maya Moore from Georgia. Um, so a mixture of young ladies and college age ladies as well, because obviously under nineteen, um, you have the fi- the finalist roster includes twelve USA basketball veterans. So obviously Dehan's gonna have to play well in these trials to make you know to make her name be called. You, it, do you think she's got a chance to dance? Are you kidding me? The, she is tremendously talented, although she did not get a dunk. Oh fr- man! Don't fr- don't rag on her because she. Although she didn't dunk. get the dunk for her freshman on, year, she is still talented. She's still six nine. I don't care what country you're playing on. She's going to cause all types of problem on the defensive end. Throw a nice zone defense in there with her length in the middle and her shot blocking ability. She's a, an asset to any team, even including uh, the women's under nineteen USA team. So don't be surprised if Melissa Han does make this team. So big ups to her, first of all, for making the first cut. And um, we're going to hope that she makes the second cut, which I think she will. It's not out of her reach, clearly, when she's six foot nine. I think she'll make it, too. But more importantly, something we've been waiting for for 37 minutes to get to, Mr. Vargas. We're here to talk the NBA playoffs. Yes. The Pistons and the Cavaliers of Cleveland will square off at 8 p.m. tonight. That is in 22 minutes. So be sure to stay with us until then because we're not overlapping with the Pistons-Cavs game. No, we won't. You can keep up to date on all your MSU sports information and then click right over to watch the Pistons game. John Vargas, was it a surprise to you that the Pistons had a somewhat of a little letdown against the Chicago Bulls towards the tail end of that series? No, uh, anybody who watches Piston basketball over the last five, six, seven years knows that when the Pistons go into playoffs, it's rarely a sweep. And I believe I was here last week, and I told you um, after they had lost Game 4 that um, you need to close a team out when you have a chance to close them out and because you never know what could happen. Um, it could have easily have been the Bulls won that Game 6, and then we would have had to go to a Game 7. And even though the Game 7 would have been in Detroit, you still don't know what might happen. So... Uh, they did scare me for a little while, but that that's just how the Pistons do. They stay calm, collected, and cool. And in the second half, they tighten up that defense. And uh, Ben, for some reason, I guess his back was sore, didn't really play much of the third and fourth quarter, which might have had a little bit to do with it. But 
as far as points goes, he wouldn't have been scoring that many points anyway. So no, it didn't surprise me that um, they lost game five. I think they went into that game believing that they had the game one at home. Game five will take care of business. But as we all know, um, especially in the East, they probably are the best road team in the East, especially in the playoffs. So game six, um, they took care of business. LeBron James, 22 years old. My co-host, John Vargas, 23. 23, yeah, just as turned. Of, as of yesterday. Yeah. So happy birthday, my friend. Thanks. Um, also, on the west coast of things, San Antonio and Utah. We're going to get back to the east. I just need your prediction on the west. San Antonio up 1-0 in that series. The Western Conference Finals, Utah and San Antonio. Who wins the series and how many games? The series, uh, that series out west, it's going to be interesting because... The power forwards are really going to dictate this series, I think, um, and the point guards, but more so the power forwards. As we know, Tim Duncan, I would say, uh, is one of the best, probably the best power forward in the league, uh, the big fundamental, as he's known as. Um, he's going to have a matchup with Carlos Boozer, better than any matchup he could have had, you know, coming from the West, as far as another power forward would, uh, would come. But um, I think Utah... They had a great season, and I think it will end probably in five or six games. Five games, I definitely agree. But more importantly, this is the Spartan Sports Wrap, but we are located in East Lansing, Michigan. So our NBA team is the Detroit Pistons. We'll talk Pistons here now. If you'd like to join, the number's 517-432-3893. And so we look at the matchup, Cleveland Cavaliers and Detroit Pistons. And many people say, oh, the big matchup is LeBron James and whoever's guarding him or whom." what tandem, what trifecta of guards will be defending him. But more importantly, I noticed something today in the matchups of, of everything and someone who's not shooting the ball very well as of late for the Cavs, their point guard, who is going to have to guard Chauncey Billups, and that is Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes, yes, we know he's able to score, uh, but he's going to have two difficult challenges. He's going to have to defend Billups and score. I don't think he can do it. No, uh, that's a great backcourt um, there in Detroit, especially with Mr. Big Shot and uh, uh, Little Reggie, as I call him, Rip Hamilton. Yes, sir. Um, you know, Chauncey's clutch when it comes to the playoffs. Um, I don't see I, – I think this team is motivated, not only uh, from last year, but the year before that when they lost to San Antonio in Game 7. I think they're just chomping at the bit to get to play San Antonio in the finals next round. And you look at Chauncey, 14 for 14 from the line in game six. I mean, that's smooth. He's, that's a, le- that he's a leader. Smooth. He finds a way to make it happen in the playoffs, okay? He may not be the MVP candidate. He may not he score 40, 50 points on you, but he finds a way, and he is so big and so strong that I do not think he can be guarded. Not not by Larry Hughes. Or Eric Snow, for that matter. No, Eric, see... See, Eric Snow, pretty soon, it's going to be time to hang him up. Yeah, time, for, for, time to He's go. a former Spartan, but it's unfortunate. Um, I don't know why Shannon Brown's not playing there, why Shannon Brown is behind the bench in the suit. Um, to be honest, I think it's more of a, a personal issue du- with the uh, with the head coach. Oh, you don't think it's a player it, Than it is with Sh- – although we know Shannon had some injuries, but I think it's more with a player-coach relationship. And that coach may not be around too much longer if – this series goes very good in the favor of the Pistons, you could say. Say they the Cavs lose in five. I could see 
You could see uh, Mike Brown getting canned. I could see Mike Brown getting canned. He's young. I don't know if he was... He seems ready, but I don't know if... It's just a lot of intangibles in Cleveland. I don't know if, if LeBron clearly has the assets around him to win a championship. You shaking your head now. No, I don't think so. Um... I don't think the assets are there. Uh, Larry Hughes, he was brought in to be the second scorer, kind of like how he played um, in Washington with Gilbert and Anton Jameson. And it just hasn't worked out for some reason or another. And another thing you might not want to overlook, Flip Murray, even though he might not get as many minutes, he was on the Cavs last year. So he will definitely be helping the Pistons scouting um, as far as how the Cavs are going to come out and uh, play against the, the Pistons. Great little insight there. Way to remind us where Flip Murray comes from. And how about Flip Murray? That dunk. That was nasty. Over Kirk Heinrich? That was nasty. I had to shut my TV off for a couple seconds. Yeah, that was pretty that was pretty raw. Don't forget the email address WDBMsports at gmail dot com. If you'd like to drop us a line, if you'd like to give us a call, please do. The number five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. I got the email up, so go ahead, drop a line if you'd like. We're talking Michigan State sports all hour. Also, we just run up upon the Pistons. Obviously, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, here's your rewrap of news. Baseball, Michigan State, baseball that is lost, so they will not be in the Big Ten Tournament. Men's and women's golf preparing for the NCAA Championships. And there'll be a new addition to the Duffy Doherty Building, a plaza named after George and his wife Sally. Perlis, the couple donated half a million dollars. So, as a result, you'll be seeing some construction along with every other road on campus that is being deconstructed or reconstructed somehow, some way, it seems, when summer rolls around. And Nick Rinks, men's tennis. He has earned a bid to the NCAA championships as well. Nick Rinks, a great guy. Tried to get him on the show very busy. But he'll play for the singles championships in a field of 64, similar to the old college basketball field before it reached 65 um, held at University of Georgia so we wish Nick Rinks good luck men's tennis women's golf men's golf everybody seems to be playing for a championship these days but more importantly we're talking NBA playoffs and we're talking the Detroit Pistons we look at other matchups is there any other matchups between Cleveland and Detroit that you see Detroit exploiting or Cleveland exploiting as far as matchups I don't think you'll see, I, you'll see the one-on-one is t- on Tay Tay on LeBron, but I think uh, this season especially, um, Ben Wallace didn't like the zone. I think that was one reason he left. He didn't like the way Flip Saunders' uh, system uh, schemes on defense worked. Uh, I expect to see more zone. Not more, but I expect there'll be more than last year. And uh, when LeBron goes to the hole, you better expect that um, he's going to get uh, knocked around, just like Jordan did back in the uh late 80s and that's what I think uh how they're going to help contain LeBron and he's going to be uh he's going to be tired by the end of this series believe me absolutely we look at Tayshaun Prince shooting tremendous on two pointers and tray balls okay 50 percent from both statistical categories he took over the fourth quarter in game six I believe just going to the basket doing that little baby hook that he does and his his post offense Great. I mean, although he's 210 pounds soaking wet, he's six foot nine. He's, and he's, he's thin, but his length and in just because he's thin does not mean he is. He's not strong. He's deceptively. Uh, you don't even notice how strong he is until you play him. But with that being said, Dan, 
uh, LeBron James is a strong fella. Absolutely, too. LeBron James may be the pound for pound one of the strongest players in the league. And I don't know. Well, it, 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 I could see it, but I don't think it'll happen like it did against the Bulls against Luau Dang. That's for sure. But uh, Tay's got, like we just said, the outside shot too. So he's got other uh, other um, weapons in his repertoire. I mean, other positions aside from LeBron, I really see the Pistons having a clear advantage at every position except between Tayshaun and LeBron, clearly we'll take LeBron. Clearly. Right. But we look at center position. Elgalskis versus Weber. Elgalskis is solid, okay? He's 12.78 boards a game. Chris Weber, when he's on and doesn't go in two-game scoring droughts, he is tremendous. Do we... How soon do we forget he was an eighteen, nineteen million dollar player in, in Philly? Not not saying that just because you're paid a lot means you're good, but there was a reason he made that much money. That's true, and his career backs up, uh, especially his time in Sacramento, really backed him up. But as far as the series goes, when you said that, I stopped for a minute and I thought, Ilgowskis will give the as far as that matchup will give the Pistons a little bit of I think a little bit more trouble because Weber for some reason disappeared he disappeared the last couple games against Chicago and I really think he needs to not only step it up but he's playing for I think he's playing for a spot on next year's Pistons um to show what he's got left if they win or if they don't win because if if he goes into that zero you know that goes for that gopher again um you know there's going to be calling for his head and down in the Motor City we look at the shooting guard position with Cleveland and Detroit clearly Rip Hamilton is a monster. Sasha, who? Sasha Pavlovich? Doesn't even score in double figures. And, it, you know, it really don't even matter because the way Rip plays his game, he gets it off screens. Yeah. So if you're gonna, even if you try to guard him one-on-one, you're not going to because you got Rashid's going to throw the screen. Uh, Dice is going to throw the screen. Maxiel, Weber. And you got all the big men. And don't forget, Detroit also, I don't want to get off the subject, but Detroit has... Uh, Dale Davis, Nazir Muhammad. I mean, um, oh yeah, we're talking about the whole team, big, team in general, right? I'm saying they got so many fouls that if they really need to use them on LeBron or whoever's hot that night, especially in the front court, um, you know, like I said, we haven't even seen Nazir Muhammad, so he can just be there for fouls. I mean, basically, so this team is stacked, especially in the front court, and that's really going to play to their advantage, I think especially in the post and when it comes to rebounding, definitely, and block shots. Rasheed Wallace, it seems whenever he's on, uh, you know, the Pistons are unbeatable. Yeah, it's, the, the contingent, like I said, going into the playoffs a few weeks back, I said Rasheed is that, is that X factor for the Pistons. Also, looking at the bench, Dice coming off the bench for the Pistons Mr. has Steady. been spectacular. You know, people said his knees, his back, whatever. He is rebounding. He looks... He's bouncing around out there like Tigger, okay? I remember the old Dice coming out of Alabama, jumping over everybody. It seems he's got those fresh legs back, and he is hungry for an NBA title. Right. Along with C-Webb. Now, he's showing it, but C-Webb, those last couple games, it, it kind of Yeah, we know C-Webb has to hoop, and he knows he has to hoop. When you go two games without scoring, no one needs to tell you that you need to score. Right. Okay, Weber knows what he has to do. Because he ain't going to play it, for the it, same contract that he's got oh, now no. next season. It's no he's secret. He's going to want more money. Yeah, it's no secret that Weber, Weber knows what he has to do. And those guys, I'm sure, are telling him what he has to do. But as far as the bench goes, Mich- or pardon me, I was about to say Michigan State. Detroit is a great team on the road. They take They can handle business at home. 
I mean, not to say that Cleveland can't, but at the end of the day, I still think that the right pieces aren't quite in place for LeBron James yet. And last year, um, I don't, you know, I don't want to give the Pistons an out, but when it seemed when Rasheed turned that ankle, that series turned, and luck, you know, luckily they were already up. I think it was three one at the time, and uh, they the Cleveland. You know, tied it up three three, and they went to game. Or Detroit tied it up three three and went to game seven. So anyway, my point is, if Rashid's on his game, uh, preferably in the post, but as we all know in the Michigan area, he likes to sit out there at the three line. But you know, as long as he's producing, as long as he's definitely playing uh, defense, whether it's help side, strong side, or man up defense. Um, the Pistons uh, will be meeting the Spurs probably in the finals. Oh, so you just stole my next question. So it'll be the final will be the Pistons and the Spurs. I believe so, and you know, with that being the with that being a, uh, the final, which I what I think, um, I that's going to be exciting. I know the NBA, the casual NBA fan or the non basketball fan might not like it because there's no flash. There's nothing great about these two teams because these are teams they're not individual players and i think this will be another this will be another great finals just as the 05 finals was and um you know anything can happen when that when that final comes if that happens to play itself out that so, way. so you're going to go ahead and look past lebron and cleveland already no i i think they could, i actually think cleveland will probably win two games so so you're going to see this game this going to to 6 yeah and i think the Pistons are going to win game six in Cleveland to finish it out. The, wouldn't that be a salty taste in LeBron's mouth if the Pistons... See, LeBron's first appearance in the in the conference finals. He's been playing ba- tremendous basketball, and I think... Tell me if you disagree. LeBron has found that killer instinct that people said he did not have. Oh, yeah. That instinct where, where he says, I don't care if we're up 20, I'm still going to throw it down your throat. We're down five, I want the ball. I don't care what coach says, I want the ball. That's true, but he was also playing two teams in the last uh, two series that he was in um, with no big man. I mean, let's be honest. The Collins, was it? Is it Jason or Jerry? One of the two. Yeah, just Collins. Uh, yeah. For New Jersey. All right. Well, he would be he would be behind Nazar Muhammad on Detroit's bench. Dale Davis. I mean, Dale Davis is also gonna, you know, Dale Davis is just out there to. You know, just to, for foul purposes, and better believe Flip Saunders will have him, uh, you know, throw throw elbow here, you know, or rough LeBron James up if he really gets in a rhythm and goes to the hole. So this is a different Piston team, and the bench with Delfino. I mean, we haven't even talked about Delfino. He's played. Um, I I expect to see more Flip Murray. Has Delfino series. played well enough? I mean, the playoffs aren't over. You know, I like to think to the future. Has Delfino played well enough to to be able to stick around next year? I believe so. As long as it's a bench, you know, as long as he's coming off the bench. Oh, clearly. Um, because really, the big question as far as Detroit's going to be next season is whether Mister Big Shot will be back in Detroit. See, and there is speculation because you look at Chauncey Billups. I mean, you look at the situation in Dallas. Uh, there's been some articles written that say either Jason Terry or Devin Harris will be gone next season because both are similar positions. Jet is somewhat of a tweener in between guard and point. And if you look at Chauncey, wouldn't Chauncey be a nice fit down in Dallas? 
I know you would like me to say that. Yeah, yeah. He but you know, would. you know, he is. We saw the what the Ben Wallace, the face of Detroit basketball. We saw how quickly fans can forget when a player is traded and just warm up to the new addition to the team. Oh well, yeah, look at what Chris Weber, but he did have hometown ties. Yeah, and not to mention half of a state that despises him because of his receiving money when he was at the University of Michigan. Right. Um. So, um. Yeah. I mean that he would go nice there. I've also even heard, uh, just from turning on TV, LA is going to try to make a run at him. But as far as those two teams go, I really think they need a big man, which most of the NBA does. Especially as we've seen with Dallas, they need somebody you know who can just bang. But that would be a nice addition to any team, for that matter, to have Chauncey Billups. But I, I just have a feeling in my heart. Last year I thought Ben was going to leave. This year I think Chauncey's going to stay. So you just have you have a feeling Chauncey will say, "What if the Pistons win a title? Do you think that's enough of winning championships in Detroit for Chauncey?" No, I don't think so. You think he'll say, "Let's go back and let's do it again," and Joe Dumars will open up the the checkbook and say, "You know, what's your amount? I'll sign." Well, I think Joe Dumars will open up the checkbook. Um, I don't know what the figures, maybe a max deal, possibly, um, but Chauncey was given a chance by Joe Dumars, and I think um, I definitely think that. Uh, Chauncey will return the favor, and it, I think it also helps that Flip Saunders is the coach, who was also the coach in Minnesota before he came to Detroit. Um, Flip gave him a chance. Unfortunately, he was behind Terrell Brandon, and when he signed, I believe it was the summer of 2002, I said that was a good move because uh, the seri- the playoffs before, Kenny Anderson really whooped us in the Boston Celtics series. Here's one for you. Did you watch the Kentucky Derby this weekend? I uh, sure did. How about that? Uh, Preakness states, turning, actually. Turning off, pardon me, yeah, So it shows how much I care about horse racing. We'll have to go one day, then. And how it's not even a sport. Maybe I know I'm, why you're involved. We can't speak about it on the air. Well, no, maybe it's because I'm jockey size. I'm jockey, you know. Yeah, you are. You're and quite, I'm Hispanic. You know, I'm so not going to knock on you because you're a small guy, you know. Yeah, well, you're you tall, could, I'm small. It makes perfect mismatch, you know. The number, if you'd like to get in the last minute or two, is 517-432-3893. You call, you'll be the only caller tonight. So, why don't you be caller number one? There's no shame in our game, John. No, no we're, shame. We're not going to lie and pretend we, you know, we keep it real here on the Spartan Sports Rep. We're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. A quick rewind of the show. It seems as if Sam Vincent, former Michigan State Spartan basketball player in the early 80s, backward partner Scott Skiles, will be named the Charlotte Bobcats head coach. Many publications are leaning towards this, um, but I'll say, yeah, that's going to happen because of certain situations and connections. Also, Michigan State baseball law loses yesterday, which in turn does not give them an invite to the Big Ten tournament, something they're hoping for, something they did not get. But as we talked about, good things happening over there for Spartan baseball, men's, women's golf, and men's tennis player Nick Rinks all going to play for the NCAA championships in their respective sports this coming week. So big ups to those teams and that individual rinks. Great guy. Can also play a little ball. Unlike me who falls and hits his head and has stitches fault. in his head now. It wasn't your fault. That's right. So I told my parents. <laughs> Anyways, Pistons, Cavs, game one coming your way in a minute and a half. Alyssa Dahan is one of 16 finalists for 12 spots on the USA women's under 19 team. We'll see. If she makes it also to wrap up the show, Greg Oden in an interview with ESPN, the craziest thing a crowd has said about his age, Greg Oden goes, when I was coming on the court at Michigan State, some students yelled to me, how was World War II? That's classic. 
Another testament to just how rowdy <laughs> the Izone is here at Michigan State. Also, quick note for you baseball fans and fans of Ernie Harwell. He's going to be doing the play-by-play. No, he'll be doing color, pardon me, and Pembo does the play-by-play on FSN Thursday and Friday. Uh, Rod Allen, the usual guy, his son is graduating. So you got to give the man a day off every now and then, 162-game season. It'll be nice to see Ern again. Yeah, it'll be nice to see Big Ern. You know, he stood there like the house on the side of the road. He's, that ball is long gone. Uh, straight down Woodward. Hey, there it is. Hey, Michigan and Trumbull, that's where they used to play. Comerica Park, that's where they'll be doing it this weekend. So big ups, Ernie Harwell making the comeback. How old is he, like 93? Oh, man. Yeah, legends, uh, legends never get old, man. That's right. Ernie Harwell doing it up. Greg Odin says the Izone asked him how World War II was. On that note, that's it. The Spartan Sports Rep on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Big up to my DJ, my producer, my engineer tonight. We'll call him Jazzy J. Not to mention Jeff Shoop and the Jazz Spectrum will be coming your way very shortly. This has been WDBM Sports. My name is Dan Duggar alongside John Vargas. See you guys next week. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in next Monday at 7 p.m. for more commentary on your favorite teams. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.